This is Vernon Jacobs, Senior Pastor of the Embassy Church. I want to thank you for engaging with us through this podcast. May it build your faith and strengthen your walk and cause you to reach the rooftop in Christian living. Don't forget to aim high and never give up. Let's go now straight into this word. I'm going to pick it up today as we conclude this. Uh, uh, let's start with the map. And uh, why Israel? Why Israel? I brought my, my pen, so whenever you see me with my pen, you must know I'm in teaching mode. I'm not in preaching mode. I'm not in shouting mode. We are going to teach, all right? Are you ready to learn, class? Are you in the room? Yes, sir. All right. Now, I want to show you the map of the Middle East. This is the Middle East, uh, and it's right in the middle of, of the globe. Uh, if you look at and the world, the, 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 the globe is a, a circle, but... This sector here is right in the middle. It's called the Middle East. You have Iran there, Iraq, Saudi Arabia, Yemen, Oman, United Arab Emirates. That's the UAE. Many of you fly into the via with Emirates and then you, you go all over. It's very easy because you go mid, mid east and then you go, you fly everywhere else. All right. That's Egypt and across that's still Egypt. And then you go, this is Israel. Very small. If you blink, you won't see it. It's a very small, just the blue. And inside, you have another, they call it the West Bank. And out here is where all the problem is presently. Can you see? I'm not sure whether you can even see it. It's so, so small. That's the Gaza Strip. So you got the Israelites in this powder blue section. And you got a state inside of a state. The question is, you got 22 Arab countries surrounded by only one Jewish nation in the world. 22 Arab nations all want to take over this one small portion of land. And it's not even a big state because you got two, two states inside the one state. Now the big question is, why is all the fight? What's, what's the big thing about Israel? Please pay careful attention, all right? Israel is a very, very prophetic nation. It's also a prophetic place. I'm going to come to that. Now, give me, yeah. Somewhere out here, there was a Gentile man in your Bible. You know him as Abraham. Not even a, a Jew at that time. He was a normal Gentile man, Abraham. We call him Father Abraham because he's father to the is Islamic world by having Ishmael. That was his mistake. He also became father of Isaac. And Isaac became the, the father of the Jewish nation, the Jewish people. Out of Isaac will come the Jewish nation. Uh, more so, not so much of Isaac, but Isaac has a son called Jacob. And from Jacob, you'll have 12 tribes. I'm going to show you that just now. Let's talk about Abraham. Abraham was somewhere here in, in Iraq. God told him in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1, Then the Lord said to Abraham, Go from your country, leave your people and your father's household, to a land that I will show you and I will make you into a great nation. All right. 
So go back to my map, please. So Abraham leaves and he comes down here. At this time, this wasn't red. I'll come to that just now. Uh, it was still blue and he enters into this portion of the land here. And that's where Abraham comes 4,000 years ago. Go back to my next slide. Genesis 15, 18. Are you in the class? Good. We must say yes sir, for today, right? Now. <clears throat> Genesis 15, 18. Everybody pay attention. In the same day when Abraham comes there, in the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abraham saying, unto thy seed have I given this land. That's very, uh, you got to get that in your... That's signing, giving a title deed. Who's given it to Abraham? God. God says, in the same day, God made a covenant with Abraham, saying, unto thy seed I give this land from the river of Egypt unto the great river of the Euphrates. That sector of blue that we saw, it's a little larger, but uh, uh, God gives it to them. All right? So this entire portion here, uh, the, the river Nile was there, somewhere there, and okay, he's, he's given that section. Go back to my slide. So 4,000 years ago, God gives Abraham the title deeds of, of Israel. All right. Now, this is very important. This is one location in the world that is representing the ultimate redemptive plan of God. He's going to come back. Jesus Christ is going to come back to the world. And it's not going to be to the state of California. It's not going to be to New York. He's coming back to that portion of land. As a matter of fact, he's coming to Jerusalem. That's the place. So if you, if you want to know why... Why are the Jews always attacked from 4,000 years? Why does everybody want Israel? There's 22 Arab states all around Israel, but why are they fighting for the small piece of land? Well, it's spiritual. Say spiritual. Because you must know that the redemptive, redemptive plan, Jesus is coming back to Jerusalem. And if Satan knows that Jesus is coming back to Jerusalem, then it's a satanic agenda to conquer Jerusalem. Uh, for him not to, not to come back to Jerusalem. So this whole war is to destroy, destroy Jerusalem so that Jesus will not have a platform to put his feet on. And that is one of the reasons why the Bible is filled with, with writings where uh, it's not told exactly in plain and simple language. He who has a year has to year because Satan, when he comes to understand God's blueprints, he can interfere with that. For example, we know he's coming down to Jerusalem. Now, the whole war for 4,000 years... Uh, there's a sat Satanism is fighting the, the Jewish nation. It's called anti-Semitism. Anti-Semitism. You must have heard, heard that word, Semitism. Anti-Jew. The whole world fights the Jewish nation. Why? Because there's an agenda that Jesus Christ is coming back to that place. Are we together? Now, to prove this point, Zechariah, 
14.4 speaks about it. His feet will stand on the Mount of Olives east of Jerusalem and the Mount of Olives will be split in two from the east to west, forming a great valley with half of the mountain moving north and half of it moving south. Verse 5 is um, also very important for you to understand when you read in your notes. And the Lord will come and the Lord my God shall come and all the saints will come with him. That's just thrown there as a bonus to tell you that we are going to be raptured. And when my Lord comes back to stand in Jerusalem, the church, the saints will come back. Zechariah 14.5. Please underline that in your Bible and write out there, that's me. When it says all the saints will come back with Jesus. Now, if you have to come back with Jesus, you must go up first. You must make the rapture. You must go up so that you can come down. All right, Caressa? Interesting. All right. So live for Jesus. Again, I'm, I'm telling you that if, if I could be in plain language, if I could give you a date, tomorrow Jesus is coming. Uh, live, live like, now you can plan for a hundred years, but prepare for one day. You don't have to sell your house and all of that now and uh, uh, give all your money away. Uh, somebody copied my Facebook page, by the way, and they're asking for money. I want to tell you, I will never ask you for money. Please know that if, you're, if you see your pastor asking you for money, your pastor is raptured. You got another pastor. I'm telling you that. So please don't give anybody money. And for 25,000 rands, please don't give it like that. Don't be a fool. Also be wise. Uh, if, if people ask you for money to be wired without an identity, without a paper trail, you must, you can't be silly. That's, that's, you're joking. Are we together? All right, let's go back to our teaching. Now, are you receiving something? I'm going somewhere, stay with me. Abraham, by the way, uh, if you count from your grandfather, your grandfather is one generation, your father is two generations, you are three, your children will be four, your children's children will be five. All right? I'm teaching. Abraham is the 20th generation from Adam. Abraham is 20 from, from Adam. I don't have time to tell you why God chose Abraham. Abraham was an ordinary man. All right, let me tell you. Abraham was, was a very ordinary man. He was a Gentile like me and you. He, at that time, he was not a Jew. The Jew, you only became a Jew when you, when you went into Israel or into this land and you started to build yourself up as Isaac, Jacob, Ephraim, Manasseh, all that marriage, and you became the Jewish tribe. There's nothing great about the Jewish people that they have a blood, like you would say, royal blood. There's, there's no, no such thing as uh, the Jews are a, a, as, a, as a chosen people with special blood. No, that's not the case. They just became a nation. All right, I'll come. Uh, one day... Abraham was in a cave. His father hid him in a cave. He must have been about 12 years of age. And he had this deep, deep, deep.
desire inside of him to know who made all of these things. And he came out of the cave and he looked into the stars and he looked into the heavens and he said, surely there must be a God somewhere there. And because of the desire to, to encounter God, God revealed himself to Abraham because he found that Abraham through his spirit had a desire, a deep desire, a burning desire to find God. So when God looked out of the heavens that day, the person that caught his attention was Abraham. He was a little boy, 12, maybe 14 at most. And God revealed himself to Abraham. That is why when, when he wanted to tell Abraham that you will be the father of many nations, he brought Abraham out of his dwelling place and he said, look at the sky and number the stars. Because that's the language that Abraham understood by looking into the heavens. So the only way that God could talk to him and tell him, impress upon his heart that this is what you're going to be, you are going to be the father of many nations. It brings him on the outside. He remembers the first encounter Abraham had with him. And he brings him outside and he reveals himself to him. So he could have chosen any man. But the reason why he chose Abraham on that day was the desire to know God. Which tells me that when you have a deep desire to know God, God will respond to you. When you start to say, God, show me your face. Moses said that. I want to see your face. I want to meet you face to face. And that's the heart that Moses had. And God chose Moses. Are we together? By the way, Moses is part of Abraham's uh, tribe and lineage. Now, if Abraham was 20 from Adam, he calls him out from this, this, this place. And he says, come to a place where I will make you a great nation. From your loins, I will birth people and you will become a tribe. And that tribe, I will forever, it will be an apple to my eye. You will be an apple to my eye. You, nobody will touch you. They'll try, but nobody will, will defeat you. I will be with you. And you can see the promise it's now 4,000 years later. People have been trying to destroy the stripe. And they go down and they come up. They go down and they come up. Surely they must have something more than natural that's protecting them. They must have something spiritual. They say amen. Are we together? Say yes, sir, if you hear. So quickly, Abraham now finds a girl. And uh, uh, Abraham marries Sarah. Sarah is the love of his life. Agar is the spark of his life. After these two girls go, Abraham has another wife, Keturah. Keturah gives him more children than Agar does or Sarah does. So A Keturah is the product of his life. Oh, you're not with me today. All right. He loves Sarah. Sarah says, I can't have a child. He takes this one as a spark of his life. And then when they all die, 
you know, so you watch these guys, they say, when you die, I'll never marry and all those things. All right. So when Agar dies, Keturah comes in and uh, out of that. So Abraham has many children, not only of Ishmael and Isaac. Go read your Bible. So there's, there's nations out there as well. So all of these children are still fighting for them. But the son, the son is Isaac. That's the promise. This is the mistake. This is the miracle. This is the mistake. This is the promise. This is the providence. All right, thanks to Mervyn, he told me that. The providence. All right, so Isaac marries Rebecca. The true love story in the Bible. If you, if, if you want to make a love story, you want to make a film, uh, study this. Uh, these two are very faithful to each other. Uh, unlike there, you got this. There, you got Keturah. You see? Here, when you come to Jacob, he has a sidekick too. <laughs> this guy, very faithful. You, I was trying to do some research. I can't find any other girl. His eyes were set on this one. And he just stayed with this one. All right. He's, this is like, uh, this car here is the one that has the spare tire in the boot. This is run flats. <laughs> if you all understand what I'm saying. Uh, watch Rita shaking her head. You're not a video in today. No. Okay. <laughs> so Isaac and Rebecca, and I'm going to dwell on them. Rebecca today is the mother of Jacob. Jacob, his name is later changed after he has an encounter with God on the mountain on Bethel. And God, the angel wrestles with him. And after that encounter, God says to him, I'm going to do new things with you. I can't have an old name. So he changes his name to Israel. Jacob changes it to Israel. I know a pastor, his name is Jacob Israel. All right. And so this guy, out of this relationship, or Jacob has 10 sons from Leah that he marries and two sons from Rachel that he marries. So in this, in this tribe, watch this now, the tribe of Israel has 12 sons. Esau or Ishmael, um, sorry, out of this, this relationship, there's, these are twins. So this brother also, he has a brother from the same mother. They're coming out on the same day, Esau. Interestingly, in Genesis 25, 12, you'll see that he has 12 sons, 12 princes. It's important for you to understand that because the war today is between those 22 Arab states and this one state. There's the 22 states coming out from here, fighting this one state, and they are fighting for something that happened here, and this is it. And Isaac, Isaac called Jacob 
and blessed Jacob and charged him and said unto him, Thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. Verse 4, and give thee the blessings. So Jacob here is blessing, sorry, Isaac is blessing Jacob. He says, I give thee the blessing of Abraham to thee. Remember, remember where did Abraham get the title deed? God. So the title deed is going down to Isaac. Isaac here is taking the same title deed and he's giving it to Jacob. He says, I give thee the blessing of Abraham to thee and to thy seed. And thou mayest inherit the land wherein thou art a stranger which God gave to Abraham. This is going to seal it. Listen to me. You can fight all you want to. But if God gave it to me, nobody's going to disinherit you. You need to understand that. All right. Now, <clears throat> young people, listen to me. Our emotions can get in the way. And we feel that when we, we, we want to support an underdog. But if you don't really know the, the real fact and you... Uh, because... The, the, the generation of today feel that if they support a cause, a humanitarian cause, then they, they, they feel that they are doing some, they, they, it removes the guilt from not serving God. Let me put it, um, I don't want to beat around the bush. It removes the guilt when you do something out of, you know, out of pity. It's humanitarian. And I understand the cause of humanitarianism. And when we do something out of guilt, we feel that we are supporting God. But in this instance, know this, that right there, God gave this land to this. These people have been persecuted for this land. A million Jews were, were, were burned under, by, by the Germans. They were, they, were they were tied to be annihilated. Watch the spirit of it. Satan knows that God, Jesus is coming back. So he's trying to kill them by the millions. So I know you, sometimes our heart goes out to something, but you must also understand, know the, the history of, of this whole thing and know where God is, what God is doing. I don't know whether that, that landed well. Do you, does it make sense? Where's the yes, sir? This part of the, you are going to serve detention when I dismiss them. You are going to stay in. I'm going to give you half an hour longer. This section here. For the first time in my teaching in this church, this section is. <laughs> Maybe because you two guys are here. Yes, you have brought that spirit of liveliness. <laughs> now I'm messing with you. Okay. Now, why, why would Jacob get this blessing? That's the, go back, sorry. Why, why? Esau was supposed to be the, he's the, he's the firstborn. And remember the firstborn has the birthright. I spoke about it last week that Esau, he had an appetite larger than his hunger. 
and he did not consider the invisible things, spiritual things. And I tell you today, when you make decisions in, in whatever decisions you are making in your life, consider the spiritual implications first. Don't satisfy your natural appetite and neglect the spiritual one. Are we together? All right. Now, so Jacob here, he was supposed to, this, this blessing was supposed to go to Esau, but it came down to Jacob. I'm gonna, we're going to discuss why. Are, you, are we together? All right, thank you. Now, why did Jacob get the birthright blessing? Number one, prophetically, God declared it over Jacob. Prophetically, God said, that Jacob was to get it. Where did he say that? Genesis 25, 23. Two nations are in your womb, Rebecca, and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels, and the one people shall be stronger than the other people. The elder one will serve the younger one. The elder who was Esau will serve Jacob. God settled it. Before anybody can steal anything or whatever, God designed it. God designed it. If you, if you wake up, I'll bless you. Why did God design it like that? All through the segments of the Bible, you'll see that although one deserved it, the other one got it. The Jewish nation deserves to receive the new Jerusalem, heaven and, and whatever. But is the elder son and the Gentile nation, which is us, we don't deserve it. We don't have the birthright to it because God was, was choosing them. But it got crossed and it came to us first. By one rejecting it, by Esau, go back, by Esau rejecting the birthright. Okay, you've gone off to sleep too. All right, there you're back. By this Esau rejecting the birthright, Israel received it. By Israel currently not acknowledging Jesus Christ as the Messiah, they rejected him when he comes back. The second son, which is the church, the church gets it. Is he gonna is he gonna neglect them altogether? No, he's gonna come back and he's gonna sort them out by their own decision. But you, if you receive him, whosoever believeth on him will not perish but have everlasting life. The crossover takes place. The, the stone that the builders have rejected has become the chief corners cornerstone. Jesus has become the chief cornerstone of the building and you are part of that building. Give God some praise tonight. Are you learning? Alright, so prophetically God declares it over Jacob. Even before Jacob can be born, he says the older will, 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 will serve the younger. Right? So the allocation is made. But listen to me, here's, a, here's some of preaching coming out. Just because it's allocated to you doesn't mean that there isn't going to be a struggle for it. Just because it's given to Jacob, it doesn't mean that people are not going to battle it for you. I like what Aaron said today. Uh, people, you have a car, they dislike you. You don't have a car, they still do. 
So you're going to have a struggle. And in this instance, uh, just because Jacob was given it, given, and you can see the battle now. People should resign themselves and say, we got 22 states. You take the one state. No problem. All of our brothers who are there, come. We open the gates. We lift up the borders. Come. Isn't that, isn't that right? You, you, are, you are suffering in one place where they are persecuting you. The 22 brothers should say, Ambagashle. Oh, Oza. Oza. But here you have to fight them, you have to chase them till you, you, you. And you are not even making a move because you are saying, our prophet rose from this place. Huh. If you understand that, all right? So, just because even, even, even sometimes God can come down sometimes. If persecution is your allotment, even if God is standing right in that place, people will still persecute you though your God is there. That's what that statement says. In this world, you are going to have trouble. Know that, all right? Let's talk about how Jacob, are you here? Let's talk about how Jacob gets this. The birthright that was due to Esau, how did Jacob get it? As a matter of fact, let me start by saying, Jacob didn't even know what a birthright is. As a matter of fact, Jacob didn't know that his father has the title deeds from the grandfather. From Abraham, before Abraham can die, he took the title deed and he gave it to Isaac in the presence of Rebekah. Rebekah knows that the title deed is there. Rebekah knows that Esau must get the title deed. But God told Rebekah as well. That we cross in this thing. Make sure the blessing doesn't go to the firstborn. She has to see to it that Isaac gets the blessing. Are we together? Before the two are born, at the day of the birth, God comes and whispers. He says, the struggle in your womb, there's two nations there. And they're fighting for the title deed. She doesn't even tell Isaac that. Now when the time comes, when, when it's ready to be dispensed. Are, are you with me? When it's ready to be dispensed, this mother's heart kicks in. She hears, and, and there's a timetable for everything. Listen to me. The, dev, the devil is also strategic. He has a timetable for everything. And he, and he works on also God's timetable. Go read your Bible. The day that Isaac says to Esau, Esau, I'm hungry. I want you to catch some of that, that buck that you go hunting for. And I want you to cook it the way that you cook it. And bring it to me on my deathbed. And when you do, I have something for you. On that day, he was going to take the title deed and give it to Esau. It unlocked a thinking in the heart of the mother. And Rebecca said today is the day. Just like Betty Wright said tonight. 
is the night. Are we together? Right. See, some of you came alive. So Rebecca, she knows that it has to go to Jacob. She calls Jacob and she tells Jacob, today you are going to get a birthright from Papa. He says, birthright? What's a birthright? So she makes known to him. She makes him clever. She teaches him what the birthright is. And the birthright is the Bakora. It's the title deed from daddy. He has common sense. Because Esau is the cunning. The Bible says Esau is cunning. But this guy is, is mild. Is, is stunning. <laughs> he doesn't have anything... Uh, uh, he doesn't want the birthright. But it's the mother. Any mothers in the house today? That you've seen that thing is going to the, the wrong one and you want, and mother's got favorites. Do you? No, don't think so. Not these mothers. But this mother, she, but I suppose she's acting out on the prophetic word of God which says, you need to see that the smaller inherits. And so what she does is she tells him to cook up some stew. He says, I don't know how to make stew. She says, don't worry, I'll make it for you. And I'll make it the way that Esau makes it. With the marinda solo. <laughs> and... Um, with, what's the other? Rambo, Rambo Rossi. With Rambo Rossi. And I'll put all the spices that Esau uses. Jacob is, is spiritual. I told you that. He says, and what if God fights me against us? Go read your Bible. She says, let the curse be upon me. Let the curse be upon me. She is has matriarchal concern for the next generation and she wants to do right for the next she wants this blessing to fall on the right nation and watch this through all of the cunning mechanisms God is inside of it making sure that the blessing goes to the right one are we together not to Esau because Esau is coming from the Ishmaelite region and the blessing is not on the, on the Ishmaelite. The, the blessing is on, on Isaac. So Rebecca is the conduit at that time. God always chooses a person to make sure that his will penetrates and goes through. Are we together? Let's read it. My father peradventure will, will feel me. And I shall see him. And I shall seem to him as a deceiver. Jacob is telling Rebecca, and I shall bring a curse upon me and not a blessing. His mother said to him, upon me be thy curse, my son. Only obey my voice and go fetch me them. Talking about the, the meat to cook. And he went and fetched and brought them to his who? To his mother. And his mother made what? Savory meat. Such as his father loved, just the way he liked it. And Rebecca took goodly raiment 
of her eldest son Esau, which were with her in the house. She went to the wardrobe of Esau and she, she took Esau's jackets and put it on Jacob. Are we together? Goodly raiment of her eldest son Esau, which were with her in the house, and put it upon Jacob, a younger son. And she put the skins of the kids of goats upon his hands, where the, where the jacket is not, upon his hands and upon his, the smooth of his neck. She understands her husband so well. She knows that that's not enough to put, the, because he's going to ask not only to smell you, he's going to ask to feel you. She knows her husband. How I many of you know your husband so well that when she's trying to say when you go there, he's going he's gonna to smell you. He's going to tell you, speak. You must speak like Esau. <laughs> and upon is smooth. And she gave him savory meat and roti, which she had prepared into the hand of her son Jacob. Who is more cunning here? Yeah, because the son is saying, no, he's going to do the, it's not a blessing. She's saying, let the curse come upon me. For everything that he gives a reason, she counteracts. She's got a plan. This mother has got a plan. A good mother always has a sharp plan for her children. That's spiritual matriarchy. Let me just throw that it's not mother's day but spiritual matriarchy let me tell you it's not just cooking food for your children and blessing them in the physical spiritual matriarchy is to make sure that your children and their children and their children's children receive the bakora they also must the father gives the instruction but the mother carries out the blessing Are we together? Is my class intact? Can you see? I've got some things to give you, right? So, let's quickly. Rebecca is the form of the church of today. Let's bring it in. Rebecca is the church today. The father has spoken. But the mother must make sure that the children get the right interpretation. They must understand what the father is doing. They must understand what title deed, what promises is in the heart of the father. And the church must, must make sure that the children get the blessing through the right interpretation. Are we together this evening? So Rebecca is the mother. She had a prophetic understanding of what the future will be. She understands that the blessing cannot go to Esau. Because he's coming down a different generational line. He's already married people of another tribe. And that, that blessing is not, not to go to, to Esau. Not to go down the Ishmaelites. It has to come down Isaac's line. Isaac's bloodline. It is here that bloodline starts to kick in. Not in Abraham. Abraham was not chosen for his blood. But after Abraham was chosen, there's a bloodline that starts to emerge, which is creating a Jewish nation. Are we together? We're not seeing that the, the, God did not choose Abraham in Iraq for a, 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 a royal blood. No. But after he chose Abraham and given him the title deed, from here will come the tribe of the Jewish nation. 
So Rebecca is the mother. She had a prophetic understanding of the future. The church, like I'm doing today, must have a prophetic understanding of what's going to happen tomorrow and in the days to come. And the church must start to dispense that kind of instruction, which from the day I saw, October 7th, God put it in my heart. He said, teach your church. I could teach you anything, but I have to go in the depth of this to make you ready so that you have a prophetic understanding of what the future looks like. Are we together? I know it may be, maybe not capturing, it's not, this type of stuff don't make you hang on chandeliers and swing on it and say, ooh, what a word, what a word, what a word, what a word, what a word. I was happy with you not recording me. So listen to me. Jacob that day was minding his own business. It was a normal day, but she called him and said, Jacob, your father has asked Esau to bring the meat. Now is it. Today is the day. Today we are going to ignite your prophetic future. So she ignited prophetic desire within her son. She taught him. She made him sit down and she said, this is what's going to happen. If you don't go, you will not get the Bakora. So she started to teach him about, she taught him about the importance of having the blessing. That's why I'm, I'm running the series. I'm trying to tell you what it is to come under the hand of God. You need to have the right hand of God on your life. You can have everything. You can, I spoke about it last week. You can have salaries, paychecks and bread. But man shall not live by bread alone. You need the blessing of God. You need the blessing of God. If you're in business and you think your business is doing all right, no. You need the blessing of God on your life. That invokes the blessing without, that invokes prosperity and increase without sorrow. Are we together? So she taught him about the importance of the Bakora. She informed him of the prophetic promise uh, that God will, will bless you. Uh, she, she took him aside and she said, one day, God blessed our, your grandfather in the 20th regime. Then God blessed 21st generation, Isaac. But now I'm telling you, today I'm telling you to get the 20th blessing passed to the 21st, to the 22nd generation, you're going to have to do X, Y, and Z. So she informed him of the prophetic promise. Otherwise, he'll keep sleeping and doing, waking up late, um, letting his brother go out and do the hunting and he learns from his mother's books uh, recipe books how to cook God gives the instruction the, the mother nurtures the instruction ignites it and enables it that's what I'm trying to show you the church downloads and interprets the instructions I'm going to show you that in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 1. And he gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers for the perfecting of the saints for the work. To nurture you, to train you, to give you insight of your prophetic future. Rachel taught Jacob that to enter your father's presence, he's going to recognize the robes is going to look for the clothing of your other brother. 
And if he recognizes the clothing of your other brother, you will get the blessing of that brother. Even though you are not him. But if you put his clothes on, you will get his blessing. So she tutors him how to appear in the, uh, in the presence of a father. Listen to me. There is a protocol. There is a way that you appear before a king. Did it not, is it not true that uh, Esther was bathed in beauty? Uh, they adjusted a smell, but they also put on clothing so that she could enter into the king's presence. There is a protocol to enter into a father's presence. You just can't go in there anyhow. Isaiah 61.10 says, I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God. For he has clothed me with garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of righteousness. Now, everybody put on something. I put on the robe of righteousness. But more than putting on Jacob, Jacob put on Esau. It took, the mother took Esau's clothes and she said, put Esau on you. And when he smells you, he's going to ask to smell you. He'll smell Esau. He'll say, come closer to me. And he'll want to touch you. He'll want to feel you. He will feel. You'll get Esau's blessing when he feels Esau on you. It's got a spiritual connotation to it. Listen to me. When we put on Christ, you put on Christ. You put on Christ and then you enter into the presence of the Father. Although you are Jethro, you'll feel Christ. Although you are Jethro, the smell of Jesus, His blood allows the Father to bless you. Although you are Jethro, is giving you Christ's blessing.